Welcome to the YouTube Creators Hub podcast, where we help you conquer the internet one video at a time. We cover everything from how to start a YouTube channel to how to make a video go viral. And now, here's your host, the one and only Dusty Porter. Hello and welcome back to episode 88 of the YouTube Creators Hub podcast. My name is Dusty Porter, the host of this wonderful, wonderful show. Every Wednesday, I just look forward to getting on the mic. Well, normally I'm not on the mic on Wednesdays, but you know, throughout the week, I'm getting to interview wonderful creators like yourself and talk with them about their YouTube channels. I take a deep dive and, and, and learn more about who they are as people and what makes them tick and, and basically the tools and the strategies and the processes that they use to take their YouTube channel to the next level. Now, I know I've mentioned this before, but you guys are what make the, the, the lights go on here at the Porter Media uh, Studio and allow me to do shows like this and my other podcast, Tube Buddy Express, and just so many things on my YouTube channel, my voice acting career, uh, doing videography, and everything else is all stemmed from being able to provide you with this amazing content week after week. And that's one thing that I say every time that I'm so proud of, of being able to do this consistently each and every week. And the great creators just keep coming. Uh, I have a lineup uh, between now and Christmas uh, with some some of my favorite creators on the internet. Uh, the larger this show gets, the more people that it attracts as far as like guests coming on the show. So I really think the docket is going to be amazing. So if you haven't already, go on over to iTunes, hit that subscribe button. You will not be disappointed. I can guarantee you that. As always, this show is brought to you by the fine folks over at TubeBuddy, T-U-B-E-B-U-D-D-Y. You can click that link in the show notes. Not only will you get access to the free browser plugin, and if you like it, you can upgrade to the paid version, but you will also be helping me out here on the show. And a couple of you have gone over to my Patreon page, and I've done a very poor job of maintaining that, but a few of you have gone over there and supported the show over there. Just so you know, you will be getting a shout out and you will be getting your rewards very soon. If that's something you're looking to do and you want to be part of our private Discord, which I'm working on, i got a developer working on right now, uh, if that's something you want to do to talk YouTube with me and other great creators, go on over to our Patreon Support us over there, a couple of bucks, less than a, a cup of coffee every month, and you can help us, again, keep continuing to produce content like we do here each and every week. And lastly, before we jump into this week's interview, as I mentioned, I believe it was a couple of weeks ago, this show is ever approaching the milestone of 1 million downloads. That's right, a million. For an audio show, now again, we're coming from the realm of video, but for an audio show, a million downloads for a podcast, there's a lot of shows that never reach that milestone. We are about to reach it, and we're not even two years into this thing yet. So guys, thank you so, so much. Also, if you would, go on over to iTunes, leave us a review over there. I will give you a shout out on next week's episode, whether it's positive or negative. We're always looking to improve the show each and every week. So without any further ado, let's go ahead and jump into this week's conversation. Hello and welcome to this week's conversation. I am so excited today to be joined by Will Patterson. He's a logo designer, hand lettering artist, and obviously a fantastic YouTube creator. He also is a connoisseur of coffee and all things caffeine. Will, how are you doing today, man? I'm good. How are you? 
I'm doing absolutely fantastic. I was just talking to you uh, before we started uh, the recording here, and uh, I'm just, my mind is blown from the stuff that you're able to do. Uh, As I mentioned in the bio there, you are a hand lettering artist. You have some awesome stuff over on your YouTube channel. Um, You've, you know, almost got 200,000 subscribers now. You've been doing this for a while. So let me go ahead and jump off with this question, Will. What is it that made you start on YouTube? Like, give me the, the the short version of how did Will Patterson become a YouTube creator? Um, so it started when I started my career. So I left college and I'm a self-taught designer. So I would be searching the internet, reading books, magazines and stuff. And um, I'm not a very good learner or I'm not very good at like uh, learning in the traditional sense. So I would be looking on YouTube for like how to do this certain, I don't know, how to export a file in Illustrator. That's a weird example, but uh, I'd be looking for specific tutorials on YouTube and I couldn't find them. So when I couldn't find a tutorial, I uh, literally just worked it out myself through Illustrator or whatever program I was using. And I thought, you know, I think people might want to see this. So i made a tutorial of it and then I put it on YouTube and it became like a tutorial channel. And then from there it sort of like evolved into more of like a personality channel where it's like me teaching a bunch of designers or wannabe designers to be designers. So at what point will, did you decide, okay, you know, and, and you know, it kind of, it kind of touches close to home for me, Will, just so you know. I run a channel called Technology Guru, and my yeah. channel is specifically tutorials, how-to, educational stuff. And, you know, I create videos such as the one that you mentioned about how to export things from Illustrator. Uh, I do things about, you know, how to uh, do specific things in Final Cut Pro and just different pieces of software and things like that. I love using ScreenFlow. I love doing that kind of thing. So at what point for you, Will, did you decide to go from, okay, this is kind of a hobby to, uh-oh, this can be something bigger than that. When did you realize that? Um, I, I don't know if I ever realized it. I think, it, again, it was like an evolution because um, without me even knowing it, I was like 17 at the time. Uh, I, I was creating a personal brand. so And that's a huge part of like being self-employed in online and being a creative online. And um, I realized that, you know, it's important to have a face to what people are getting help with. You know, if if you're giving value to someone through a tutorial or if you're showing them how to do something, if they can't identify your face, which is generally your brand, whether you have a logo or not, um, then if you can't do that, then they're least likely to come back, um, I have found. But then I realized that if I was to put my face on there, I would it would open up other doors for me to talk about something that's not behind a screen or it would allow people to identify with me and be a bit more human and relatable so they can get a bit more of my personality and they would hopefully subscribe to me not just for the value that I'm giving them but maybe for the educational purposes or the entertainment purposes or just because they like my personality. So the evolution of it wasn't like a sort of like a revelation or a realization. It was kind of just, okay, I need to step into this now because there is a new sort of season in my business and where I'm going with it. And I love that thought process behind kind of where you took that. Like, let's talk briefly about that, you know, because you are an artist, a designer, a, a hand lettering artist specifically, what, I mean, 
how important is a brand on YouTube? Like if, if someone is wanting to grow their YouTube channel and you made a, a bunch of points in that answer that I really want you to kind of expound upon. You know, you talked about putting your face out there, putting your face on the brand. Like what is it about a brand on YouTube that can take a creator to the next level? Um, I guess like I can only talk from my experience. So it could be like completely different to everyone else, but um if you have a brand, everyone has a brand, whether you like it or not. Uh, people have a social media and uh, people are known within a, a certain community. The difference is, are you good at your brand and are you good at showing the mass audience of people who you are? And when you have a face uh, to your brand and when you have a face to your like identity online, it gives a human element. And it's kind of just like in hand lettering. I started out hand lettering because I got sick of like uh, using fonts and stuff like that. I wanted to make my own and I wanted to bring that human element into the design. And what what's happened is uh, since like I'm only 23 now, but when I started this, um, everything was very much computer generated. Everything, everyone wanted to create something that was on a computer, but the world was seeking something that was more honest, like a human approach. So some things that were imperfect. Um, so when you look at a brand online and you have a face of the company, kind of like Apple had Steve Jobs as the kind of face of the company. It becomes not a technological sort of relationship to a computer or to a platform that you're on. It becomes a relationship to the person that's giving you the content or the value or the entertainment. So putting your face out there is like, I would say one of the most important things, whether it's, you're having your face on camera whilst teaching a tutorial. Uh, people will be able to see your emotions. They'll be able to see your passions. And there's a lot, like we speak mainly through body language, right? So the, the body language is accentuated to what you're saying. And if um, you're hearing someone but not seeing them, uh, a lot of that communication is lost. So having your face uh, on there as well as like, you know, your body language can uh, show a lot more of your brand than I think what a lot of people realize. Absolutely. Sometimes as a, as creators, especially people who do educational content, it's very easy to get uh, get caught behind the mouse and keyboard and, and your computer screen. But when you when you put yourself out there, and it's something that I've really been debating a lot, Will, for my channel is, you know, I really want to do a major rebrand for my YouTube channel and kind of what I'm doing, you know, because I am now doing a lot of stuff with the podcast. The podcast has kind of taken off. And so I really want to put my face out there and start branding it around you know, not necessarily my face, obviously, but you know, my 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 persona, my my myself, who I am, and be transparent with my audience. Uh, and that's something that I've definitely been thinking about lately, and it's something that's very interesting. Now, before I dive into the normal questions that that I normally kind of get into, I, I want to ask you specifically. You know, you you stick to a schedule. You stick to a schedule of of Monday, Wednesday, Friday. You put that very clearly in your your banner there on your YouTube channel. So again, as an artist. You've done a really great job on your channel of letting people know what your channel is, who you are, and what you are about, the kind of content they're going to expect to see on your channel. What have you found that has done for the success of your channel to go out there and put out there publicly what your schedule is going to be and sticking to that schedule? Um, 
haven't really put too much thought into that because um, recently, over the past few months, I've just written a book and it's um, absolutely killed me in my time and it's thrown me off schedule so massively. Um, and now I'm doing more like public appearances and stuff with design and I'm hardly where I am at the minute in the country for longer than a few weeks and stuff. It's really thrown my schedule off. But what I try and do is uh, I try and hit one of those days. So I might not upload three times a week. I might upload once or twice, mainly twice, and I'll try and hit it on those days. Um, but when I look through my analytics of when people, like when's the best time to publish and all that, you know, on TubeBuddy, it tells you when's the best time to publish. It kind of fits within those those days. So when I upload on those days, um, I think it would become like maybe an unconscious thing that people um, come to your channel because they're expecting of it. Like when I think of my favorite YouTubers, kind of like um, Secure Team, they talk about you UFOs and stuff. I'm a huge UFO enthusiast. I find it really interesting in space. They upload every day, so I make a point of it to go on their channel every day. Um, and if they were doing it like you know, twice a week, I would check those days and go there. So I can only speak from my experience of like um, making sure that those days that I'm on like that I've said, I should upload because one, the audience needs to know. You've got to treat the audience as if they don't know. So they need to know that that's the day that you're going to upload. They also need to know that that's around about the time that you upload. For me, it's like 6 p.m. Uh, GMT uh, and stuff like that. It's just, uh, I can only speak from my experience though. Do you know what I mean? You no, know, absolutely. I understand completely. You know, a lot of creators are, you know, they swear by the consistency and they swear by staying on a schedule. And that's why I like asking people, you know, like yourself, kind of what have you found in, in, in doing that and putting it out there that, Hey, here are the days that I'm more than likely going to upload videos. So that's definitely a different take. And definitely, uh, I'm, I'm glad I asked you that question. Cause I, I want to know, and I want creators to understand that yes, consistency is important. Important, you know, but maybe it's not everything, and you know, you really need to tweak it and see what works best for your specific channel. So, absolutely, no, that that was a great answer. Yeah, I think it's the same. Like um, consistency is important, but I think a lot of the time, uh, because a select few people believe that if you upload on the same day, YouTube treat you differently. I'm not too sure about that. I think it's just um, for when I've spoken to my partner manager, they say as long as you're uploading like within a weekly cycle, if as long as you're uploading regular content on a weekly cycle that people come to that's around about the same time, then it'll be picked up. That's my experience. I could be completely wrong, but like, there you go. No, you're not, I don't think you're wrong at all. I think you have a good take on it. Now, let me ask you this. Let's transfer. Let's transition a little bit to the business aspect of things here, Will. What are ways that you are monetizing your content? Like, how has your YouTube channel become part of your business or possibly even your entire business? What are you doing to make money from your content right now? So my business is kind of like, it is all intertwined in many different revenue streams. So the way that I try and explain it to people that I'm around uh, is I started my channel uh, to promote, you know, what I do when I started to properly get into it anyway. Um, so I'm a designer that I do client work for, um, large to corporate companies and sometimes medium to small. And, um, the best way to market yourself is through YouTube. Um, and I also get paid for YouTube ads, but then I also get paid for sponsorships on my YouTube channel. Like I've got a surprising, like I don't, 
don't re- don't know why, but I've got like a surprising amount of sponsors that want to sponsor content on my channel uh, to the point of where that is literally. I if I wanted to, I didn't have to you know do any client work. I just I do client work because I love it and I love creating new things for different people. Um, so it's kind of like this big cycle. So YouTube markets my design business, but it also pays me to market my design business. And then my design business just pays me to create content about what I've just designed through my business. See, it's like this big cycle. But the best way that I've like monetized my content is um, sponsorships with companies that I use and like that I actually find value in that I know others will find value in. So it, it just kind of works hand in hand, right? Like yeah. it, it's it's one of those things to where your YouTube channel feeds your design business, your design business feeds your YouTube channel, and yeah. obviously you're getting paid with the the AdWords program as well. But you're also let's talk about working with those sponsors. If there's a, a an artist out there or a a designer out there who is looking into possibly you know, starting a YouTube channel or figuring out how to utilize YouTube as a platform to grow their business, what would you say are a couple of tips or or things that you've learned that have helped you get more business or get more sponsorship deals? Okay, this is like a a good question. So number one, uh, the thing that's helped me, and it may sound a bit strange, but it's my accent and the fact that I'm from the UK. Um, This sounds really uh, strange, but this is the only thing that when I've asked them, it's kind of popped up a few times. Uh, basically, because I'm from the UK, and most of my, I think, 70% of my audience is America. Um, a lot of people, I guess, I get comments about the accent, and a lot of the American companies uh, are trying to get my channel sponsored for the UK as well. So um, mainly uh, a point that I have from my personal experience is my personality, so you know, my accent, um, how I act on camera, uh, so that's one thing that's you've got to make sure that it follows the brand that you're sponsored by, if that makes sense. Uh, my accent, I th- no, it makes sense. Yeah, yeah, my accent, I don't know why. Uh, when I speak to a few Americans, um, or like even people from different places, they, they tend to have like this. It's kind of like when an American comes to England, or we, we meet an American, we're like, whoa, they're from America, kind of thing. Um, it's, it's the same sort of pattern. I'm not too sure if I'm explaining that right. But the second point is, um, you've got to make sure that, or the sponsors are going to be looking for people on YouTube that have an audience that will listen to them, uh, and that will do what they say. Uh, and that comes through trust. So I have made it a huge part of my channel or a huge part of my persona online and my life in general to be trustworthy to the people that I'm giving content. Um, If I'm saying that you go to Skillshare or like someone else, like a sponsor that I have, um, I I know that, well, I want to know that one, that company I actually use, two, uh, that they're gonna provide value. And they wanna know the same thing for me. Will they, uh, are the audience going to listen? Are they going to do like what I've said in my call to action? Will it provide value for people and will the actual YouTuber provide value to us? So if you're a, a small YouTuber or any YouTuber that's struggling to find sponsors, you have to look at the content that you're creating. You have to not only look at that, but look at the way that you're creating it. You have to put trustworthiness uh, and uh, consistency above everything else on your channel. Like I've got um, 
a few different sponsors uh, now. Like I think I've had to say no to quite a few because there's just so many people that want to, you know, uh, sponsor me from in different playlists and stuff on my channel. And the one thing that they've all said is that um, the audience listens to me and they can they can see that, that they listen because they follow the directions that I give, um, that I make it easy and apparent for them to uh, go to this website. I explain in good ways how to use the product and uh, why I like it without sounding like I'm selling out. So if you're a small YouTuber, uh, long story short, be trustworthy, be honest, and also reevaluate all the time how you can um, show yourself to not sell out on the brand, but to uh, add value to the people through the brand. Absolutely. And let's talk about the sponsorship deal as far as like how you go about doing that. Like what, what are some things that you could tell creators out there who are starting to get in those deals? You know, companies are starting to contact them. What are some things that you found to kind of be best practices when it comes to getting sponsorship deals done? Once you've gotten the email, what what's the process that you take to make sure it's going to be, number one, beneficial for your audience, and number two, something that you want to promote on your channel? So I'll, I'll go from the angle of like a company that I know um, has emailed me. I use their product or service. And they want to have uh, a sponsored plug every you know week or something like that. Um, so if if someone emailed me that, uh, they would generally set up a meeting with me. They may ask me for um, my analytics. So I would give them certain uh, analytic uh, images. Uh, I wouldn't show them everything. I would show them my demographics. I would show them um, things that you know watch time, like what where do they watch and where do they drop off. Um, I'd also provide them with like a case study that I actually give to my sponsors as to why I do my sponsorships in a certain way and how it can benefit them. So I provide that to them. And um, but first off, even before that, actually, uh, you have to make sure that it's the company's obviously ethical to you. Um, so like it's not a company that you disagree with. You have to also make sure that it's a company that you would actually use because otherwise your subscribers probably won't use it and the sponsorship won't last long anyway. Uh, and the, the next thing to realize is whether it, if it's a sponsored video, that's different to a relationship to the company. So if someone's promoting, I don't know, like a new book and they've actually just do a sponsored uh, video on it, that costs more than a relationship with a company. So that one video can cost four to five times as much as it would be for an ad insert on one video. So uh, if, if a company is asking you, for instance, to, you know, I, I, we want a sponsored video on this new book that we've like written, um, how much will it cost? Like, how much will that cost you? I, I normally, um, I won't give specific numbers, but I won't go below a certain number. So like uh, I'll have a number in my mind that is profitable to me um, because either way, you know, I'm giving value to my audience, but I want to make sure that I'm getting value for doing the video. So I'll calculate the costs of my time uh, and uh, what I want to be paid and I'll give it to them and they'll say yes or no. If it's a relationship that I have, it's based on uh, growth and it's based on uh, engagement with that and, and normally targets. So 
Um, what I found is if I have like a, a sponsor that is, um, you know, that they want to help me grow by, you know, sponsoring my content, they will look for my content at the renewal contract. So I'll probably get a contract for, you know, six months or something um, of like, you know, creating a certain amount of videos and getting a certain amount of impressions and views. Uh, they will help me grow and I'll have to make sure that I hit those targets. Now that costs less per video, but it actually is easier to create that kind of content because you just have an ad insert at the start and at the end and you tell them where to go. So if uh, I, I might be talking a bit too much about this, but there's a, there's a, I can go into so much detail with sponsorships because I've, uh, I've had a lot of experience with uh, companies asking me and how to sort of like get the best of both worlds in it. No, and that's why I asked you. I wanted you to, to take a deep dive there on that, and maybe one day I can bring you back on for a separate show where that's all we talk about is just sponsorship deals and, and landing those sure. deals as smaller to medium-sized creators because I think that's something in a que you know, questions that I get all the time. You know, Well, Dusty, how do, I, how do I handle a sponsorship deal? I got an email from company A and company B. How do I decide which one to, to take? You know, So maybe I can have you on at a later date, and, and you and I, Will, can discuss in depth, You know, get in the weeds a little bit of you know what's going on with sponsorships and how can you land that deal that you that you kind of have always wanted. So, uh, sure thing. Coming from a tech head like myself, someone who loves technology, someone who loves gadgets and doodads and software and things like that. Will uh, I love this next question? I ask it sometimes. Sometimes I don't. But with you, I want to ask it. Are there any YouTube tools that you could recommend to my audience, whether it be hardware, software, um, anything like that? that you may use, things that you use that enhance your YouTube experience. Now, I know you've, you've already mentioned TubeBuddy. Uh, again, shameless plug here. They are the, 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 the main sponsor of this podcast, and they have been for a long time. So I'm not going to ask you to, to mention them again. We, we, you and I both know the value of TubeBuddy. But right. are, are there any tools or any, anything that you use that you would like to, 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 to recommend to my audience? I won't say there's anything like specific to YouTube. Like something that I recommend a lot is Instagram stories. I know that's a completely different social media, but um, now you have Instagram stories where you can swipe up. So getting your content out there on the basis of like, you know, getting your content to uh, the audience by using your know, Twitter, it's already linked up and stuff and Facebook. I also use Buffer. Um, Buffer is a huge uh, social media thing that I use where I can like r literally put the title of the video in a social media post that will go to all my social medias aside from Instagram. So the only tools that I really use is kind of like just get my Instagram stories um, on there and I'll ask people now with the new poll system, are you going to check out my new video and I'll see the percentage and do an average after a week to see how many people actually want to see my videos uh, from that audience. So it's a uh, I don't really use any other tools aside from those tools. I don't think I even know of any other tools aside from that, you know, TubeBuddy, Buffer, and obviously the other program, you know, Instagram and stuff. So have you found that Buffer for you is the most beneficial social media platform, or not platform, but social media distribution platform um, that, that you've seen? I know there's Agora Pulse, there's Hootsuite, there's other platforms like that. Have you found that the Buffer platform, you know, I always tell people, they ask me all the time, they say, Dusty, what, what platform should I use to, 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 to control all of these social media outlets you're telling me to use? 
use Facebook and Instagram and this and that. You know, what are the the tools that people use? So, do you think that Buffer is that tool for you and, and for other people as well? Um, I guess so. I mean, I can only speak from my experience again because I've never used these other social media things. But with Buffer, I literally upload the video, I, I set it to public, you know, and then. As soon as I'm public, I just press a little button at the top of my browser and it will have the information in there already and I can share it very quickly. And I do it for a matter of speed um, and efficiency in time because, you know, I spend a lot of time on my Instagram uh, as well. I spend probably more time on Instagram than I do on YouTube trying to get the video to certain people. You know, I try and like uh, make the story look nice. Um, I've actually got a new strategy for that coming up next month uh, of how I can like distribute it a bit better. But um, generally it's just buffer for me. It just works. It's so easy. Uh, I'm not a big, maybe I should be more, you know, uh, with distribution, but like um, I, I generally just put my video up there and hope my YouTube subscribers see it for the YouTube algorithm to pick up. And another thing that I do is a lot of design blogs pick up, my uh content if it's something that's off like you know that's noteworthy or trending they'll pick it up put it on the design blogs uh, maybe like uk newspapers will pick it up and put it in their websites and that drives a lot of traffic so that's kind of like my distribution if that makes sense no it does it makes a hundred percent sense no I, I just wanted to ask you about that just for me in particular i'm still I'm still figuring out and, and kind of searching out the the best platform to use for for content distribution on the different social platforms. That's again, it's something that uh, again, I've, I think I've tried all of them. I'm just trying to to, to to get you know concrete on the on the one that I want to use. So uh, sure. let's let's go. Let's uh, let's kind of in closing here. I want to ask you this last question, uh, Will. If you could give one piece of advice to emerging YouTubers, people wanting to start out on YouTube, people wanting to grow their YouTube channels, what would that one piece of advice be um don't listen to people uh and by that i mean it's okay to say that people are wrong when i started when i was 17 um i remember being in school and my parents were telling me um that i would always say you know one day i'll make money from the internet and it seemed like this you know, outlandish statement that you know oh how could you ever make sort of money online and a lot of people especially i'm in a small town there's about ten thousand people who live in my town uh, I call it the small town mindset where um, people don't understand yet that you can have a job of this caliber and like I call it a city job where, you know, you're doing all these different things. It's not like a, a trade job or something. And you can have that in your own home and you can have that through YouTube. So when people are discouraging you, maybe they're just trying to be nice to you and tell you not to get your hopes up and stuff. Don't listen to them because Anyone can be a YouTube creator. The only difference between me and someone who hasn't is that I've put the time into it. And when people were out in the pub or whatever at 18 years old or playing on the PlayStation, I was creating videos and I was investing my time. And a big thing that I tell young YouTubers or people who are just starting out, whether it's in the design field or the content creation field, is that the the work that I do today is my payment in two years' time. So the work that I'm doing now for this podcast or for um you know my next youtube video i may not see the uh the fruit of that work until two, two years time 
when it gets picked up by a huge corporation or whether or when that one video got that one subscriber and that one subscriber turns out to be like you know a million a millionaire or something like that so don't listen to people just put the work in it obviously listen to people when they're telling you to be you're being stupid or whatever but keep your dreams very uh, protected don't tell many people your dreams just do the work live a quiet life and do the work and um, you'll see the fruit come it's inevitable i love that and what i love most about what you said was you know while while um, a lot of your friends were out at the pub or out you know doing different thing playing video games whatever you were putting in the time you're putting in the effort that's a lot of times what it takes and a lot of times what people will are not willing to do everybody's wanting to ask me hey dusty how do i get more subscribers how do i get more views how do i get this how do i get more of this but the thing is is that they're they're really wanting a quick solution they're wanting a quick fix they're yeah. wanting to become successful overnight but if you want to be a successful youtuber yes there are people who are famous and you know there are the outliers out there but that's the the the, the 0.5 to 1% of people for the most part if you're wanting to grow your YouTube channel and create a successful brand on that platform, you're going to have to grind. You're going to have to put the time in and you're going to have to make some sacrifices. And I think that's the thing that most people right. are willing to do. And Will, you just mentioned there that don't listen to people, put your head down and start grinding and start understanding that in order to grow and be successful on, on your YouTube channel, you're going to have to go and do things that other people are not willing to do. And uh, that's awesome. right. And another part I just want to make, sorry, really quick is um, because I have just said, you know, just get your head down and do the work. I made a video. My last video was all about, you know, I hate the hustle life. Um, and it's uh, a provoking video because um, a lot of the time people are telling me, you know, I respect your hustle and stuff. I'm like, yeah, I do work hard, but I'm not putting my work over my family or my wife or anything like that. And what we're starting to see is uh, because of the hustle life uh, and this sort of like massive uh, sort of culture behind getting up at five in the morning and going to bed at like 10 at night and not having a break in between, not speaking to your wife or putting people uh, like before your business or putting people after your business sort of thing. Uh, I think that loses um, the reality of why we have what we have. You know, I do YouTube to live, uh, literally to have a living. I don't live for YouTube, right? I don't live for these things. So as much as I say, put your head down and do the work, I, w I just want to say really quickly to anyone don't put it before your friends or your family. You, you've got to have a healthy relationship with your business. And the healthier it is, like the, the best self, the best of you is the most rested of you sort of thing. You know, if you are rested and you are actually have a good concrete relationships with people, you will succeed it's all about balance. Yep, it is. It is about balance. It is about finding that balance and then sticking to it. So you know what, Will, what a great conversation. What a great interview it has been with you. Thank you so much for joining me today. Would you let my audience know where they can connect with you online? Sure thing. Um, go to my YouTube channel. It's in a link somewhere. Uh, or type my name in. And you can also check out my hand lettering on Instagram. You can go to my website if you want, which is uh, willpatterson.space. And yeah, it'd be cool connecting with you. Absolutely. And all of the links that we'll just mention from Instagram to YouTube and all of that good stuff will be in the show notes like they are every single week. Will, thanks again, and we'll talk to you later. Thank you very much. You've been listening to the YouTube Creators Podcast. We want to thank you and invite you to subscribe to the show, as well as support us on Patreon for great perks, such as having your YouTube channel featured on the show and a link on our website. Until next time, keep uploading those videos.